In understanding the case coaching program run by Firms Consulting, it's important to understand the core philosophy that underpins our teaching program. And that philosophy is broken down into maybe three parts. The first one is that great business leaders, great management consulting leaders, and ultimately great management professionals are values-based leaders. They do things for the right reasons. They are willing to bear the costs of walking away from things that may be, what's the word I'm looking for, profit-driven, and they are willing to stick to their values irrespective of the situation. So the first element of our philosophy is values-based leadership, and it's about ethics, it's about doing the right thing, and it's about teaching our clients to take decisions which may be unpopular but is the right thing to do, and secondly, live a life and have the wherewithal to bear the cost of their values, even when that cost is quite extreme. The second element of our teaching is that we sincerely believe that former partners, principals and senior partners of McKinsey and BCG and Bain are best equipped to mentor and groom people, not just to join outstanding consulting firms, because that's really the starting point of this journey, but to go on to have eminent careers within consulting leadership, to leave a consulting firm and go into industry and take the value systems we have of leadership and bring that into industry. So that's the second element. The third element is the concept of an invisible but powerful network which is the firm's consulting network. So what we believe is that if someone graduates from our program but three years down the line they run into trouble they know that they can always contact me one of the other senior partners and we will do what is required to help them. Right? Beyond that every member of the program is connected to every other member of the program discreetly. And that's a very important part of the way we run the program. It's a, it's a discrete network because we believe the quality of our work, the quality of our impact, and the philosophies that are very sincere will allow the firm's consulting network to grow in stature and influence. Now, that's the philosophy that sits behind the firm's consulting program, right? How do we practice that philosophy? I think that's very important for you to understand when you are applying to this program. We operate something called the 1585 rule. The 1585 rule is a very important rule. For example, when we have internal meetings, the first thing we begin is understanding the 1585 rule. The 1585 rule says that 85% of all revenue, aka clients, must be turned away by firms consulting. So why do we do that? It probably sounds harsh when we do that, right? But it's not harsh. The, our philosophy is that if we are taking everyone that wants to join this program, we are not being selective. If we are not being selective, we are pursuing revenue. If we are pursuing revenue, we are pursuing the wrong metric. If we are pursuing the wrong metric, we are not putting our clients' interests first. That's one way of looking at it. The second way of looking at it is that let's assume we, we, we sign up someone on the internet and they're willing to pay the fairly large fees, whatever it is, right? But I don't like the person. As a coach, I fundamentally don't like this person. The only reason they got into the program is because we had a payment link online and they just signed up. Now, how in the world am I, a former partner, and any of the other former partners we have working with us, going to sincerely vest their time in this person 
guide them, show interest, you know, dedicate more time than is required to build their career unless they like this person. So part of the screening process is making sure that the people we bring into the program, beyond fulfilling the philosophical guidelines we've set around values and so on, beyond that, we must personally like them. I must personally want to work with this person and and feel the pain of their career. And I mean, that's a very important point. You know, we take in 15% only because our job is to find those 15% of all applicants that we think can have an illustrious career in management consulting and beyond. And it's not about just going to the you know great schools like Yale, Princeton, Harvard, Stanford. And if you know if I missed your school, it's not that it's not great. It's just so many of them that I can't mention them all, right? We're not looking for those kind of people. Yes, we do have many Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Oxford graduates in the program, and we have good relationships with those schools. But the firm's consulting philosophy is not about doing that. Our job is to find those people that we think could have a great impact, even if they don't think that. Now, there, I can give you two examples of that. If you watch the consulting office season one, you can listen to Felix, who when she went through the screening process to join that program, she didn't really believe she was ready for McKinsey or BCG, her philosophy was that I'm just going to join a pharmaceutical firm, join the strategy department, maybe pricing, and I'll have a good career. And I spent a lot of time talking and telling her that, you know what, Felix, I really believe that you have a lot of potential. I wouldn't just say this to anyone, but I personally want to make sure that I can train you and allow you to fulfill your potential. That's one example. I think that's an easy example, right? Because she went to a good school. She went to Yale. She was an outstanding graduate, right? PhD and a very young PhD as well, 27 years old. But what about the candidates who don't have what I call the obvious markers of excellence? We have something called the Firms Consulting Emerging Fellows Program. The Emerging Fellows Program is probably something I'm very proud of. When I say probably something I'm very proud of is because it's a very trial and error driven process and we, we make mistakes. We mess up badly, but we are willing to learn from those mistakes. So the firm's consulting fellows program or emerging fellows program is a program whereby we find outstanding students from around the world who on paper may not look as promising, but we believe over, a f over some time, over a few years, we can build them up to be an outstanding candidate. So, for example, we'd find someone in Vietnam. We'd find someone in Uzbekistan. We'd find someone in Colombia. Someone in Chechnya, for example, right? Predominantly females, but not always female. They, you know, come from very poor families, probably, you know, earning $100 a month. Every firm's consulting fellow has come from a family where the take-home salary per month has been $150 or less, which is a really low amount. Um, but they have good grades, a lot of potential, and we think that if we leave this person to go through their life as they could, they're probably not going to know what their potential is. So we'll take them into the program. We basically give them a fellowship, which is roughly, which is I mean, slightly more than the cost of being in the program. So they end up paying nothing actually, and we then groom them. So one of so they will then report to myself and one of the other senior partners. And we'll work with them, we'll train them to speak, we'll train them to do cases, we'll guide them on their career path, we'll tell them what they need to do to, to get into a good MBA program. In some of the cases, we've gotten them into McKinsey and BCG, even if 
they didn't do their MBA, right? So we take these really promising candidates and we find them. So the firm's consulting concept is about finding and nurturing. It's not simply a process of, you know, the right people coming to us. We do invest a lot of time and money to find those right people, groom them, teach them our value system and then send them into business because we then know that they become strong ambassadors for the way we do things. Now, I could sit here for a very long time talking to you about the firm's consulting case coaching program, but I think I've covered the most important elements. What you need to understand going forward is that what we are trying to do is create a very discreet but influential network of outstanding and eminent business and management professionals who hold our value system. Now, if you read about our values on the website, you will know that our value system is very unusual, right? We don't advertise, period. We don't attend any marketing events ever. Uh, we don't partake in any publicity. If we fund any um, schools, which we have done, we will ask that our name not be used. It's a blind funding in the sense that they will simply say it was funded by a values-based organization, but they cannot name the organization. So our philosophy is one of, if you are truly outstanding, you will be successful irrespective of the circumstances, and our job is to help you achieve that. We have trained 279 people since we have started firms consulting in August 2010. Um, 179 of them, 64%, have been placed at McKinsey, Bain or BCG. Um, and the other and 100 have worked in other consulting firms, gone into industry, gone into startups. Some of them are still searching for careers with McKinsey and so on as they are still going through the application process. The bottom line is firms consulting is more than case training. So when someone says that this is going to be a case training program, it's not going to be a case training program. Let me just disavow you of that thought. We like to assign one coach or one senior partner to a to a client. So it's not as if you're going to be, you know, if you if you're not if you're only available at 7 a.m. on a Saturday and Michael or Kevin or Chris is not available, then we're going to assign another coach. It doesn't work that way for us. If 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 timing becomes an issue, the coach will change his diary, the partner will change his diary, you will have to you know, accommodate us as well so that the, you are always talking to the same person. This continuity is important because we believe that only if someone knows you really well can they understand what you are thinking when you do things, why you do things, read your basic body language and signs to guide you. You need a coach who understands you. The best coaches of all time in sports understood their teams. And we have the same philosophy here where we think the best mentors and career coaches understand their clients. So we never rotate coaches ever. It's always going to be the same coach. He will work with you continuously and he will guide you. Now, we've also introduced something called a mentorship program where we think that candidates who do very well in the program, what we call the top 20% of all our clients, will be assigned an additional senior partner, right? So, for example, with myself, Kevin coined the ex-McKinsey strategy worldwide leader, partners with my clients to um, mentor them. With some of the other coaches we have, we have other senior partners uh, uh, partnering up with them. Our philosophy is that if someone is really thriving in the program and doing really well, then we're going to double up and we're going to introduce another coach. So, they have two coaches. And the value of two coaches is that when Kevin works with my clients, he can corroborate that the client is doing well. It can maybe, you know, as I become closer to the client, 
I obviously don't see some of the mistakes and I may not see some of their blind spots. So bringing another coach solves that problem. So you can imagine the time and investment we're making here, having senior partners, you know, commit so much of their time to working with candidates. It's not easy. It's not something that we do because, you know, there is a direct financial return. We do it because of the long-term payoff of building outstanding caliber individuals that will go on to make an impact in the world. And that's very important to us. And the way we want to do that is to have you working full-time with one coach so that you learn the right value system by listening to the stories of the coach. Beyond that, you know, confidence training and teaching people how to communicate, aka network, how to build their profile, that's all at the core of the firm's consulting program. So when you're thinking about whether this is the right program for you, I think you want to understand whether you can fit the value system we have and whether you can live up to the philosophies we have, because we are tough on candidates. I will say it right now that we have a reputation for firing candidates. If we think you are breaching our value system, we will fire you and we will refund you without any recourse. And we've done it. Right. At least once every three months, we will fire a candidate because we think that's a breach of values. I mean, I remember there was a situation recently whereby a candidate sent me, one of our clients sent me the uh, password details for something that we hadn't paid for. And I was very clear with him and said that what you've done is a breach of our values. You cannot do that because this company spent a lot of time and money putting together their work it's copyrighted and sharing it with me is not something they'd want you to do and I mean you can't do something like that so I was very upset with that client I, I could have I should have fired that client but I thought that you know I could understand why they did it they probably thought that they paid for it they own it, it it's okay to shade but I had to school this client on what copyright means and even though we may disagree with the copyright rules we do not disobey the rules we'll find another way to fight this through the courts but the bottom line is you have to obey the law so we take values very seriously. You can see it in the amount of time we invest in clients. You can see it in our very strict selection process. Everyone who goes to the program must go through our screening call. We've had clients who are at McKinsey in, let's say, Boston and looking to transfer to McKinsey in Shanghai, but they can't make the move, right? For some reason, Shanghai doesn't want to let them come through. So they appoint us and say, Michael, can you help me navigate the system? And we say, fine, but if you want to join the program, you have to go through the same screening call as everyone else. Because our philosophy is that our standards must be higher than those of the consulting firms. So just because you work at McKinsey or BCG does not mean you get a free pass in the screening. In fact, if anything, the screening is even tougher for you because we want to screen out those people who we think, in inverted commas, are too arrogant and are not taking the screening process very seriously. So it's all about you know, demonstrated competency. It's about teaching people that can survive with the most basic skills. And, and that's, very fun, you know, that's very important to the way we do things. You know, we've had candidates from consulting firms, manager-level people, associate manager people. And you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these firms, but some of these people have been promoted to these very senior levels, but they don't have the skills. And they come into this training program and they think we're going to ask them very, you know, management-ish kind of questions whereby they can duck and dive beyond how they structure projects. But I get straight to the core of the analysis and say that this is the issue, how do you analyze it? And they were never trained to do it. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an embarrassing situation for some clients because they're quite senior, right? But they don't know how to do basic analysis because they were never taught to do it and they were promoted based clearly on the fact that they could manage teams, they could work with clients, but they can't do core analysis. So the kind of thinking we have when we built the program is um, if I gave someone a piece of a notepad and a pencil and basically parachuted them behind enemy lines, 
could they solve the case? Forget all of the fancy terminology you learned. Forget my Porter's Five Forces, the Four P's model, whatever all those fancy concepts. I just ignore them for a second, right? With a piece of paper and a pencil, could you solve a client situation? Could you go out there and speak to the CEO of a company and help them understand the issues better than they do? That is the genesis of what we do. It's training people to operate from first principles. And I can be quite honest, what we do is not popular. We're not trying to be popular. It's tough to be in this program. We train people to have the highest possible values, number one. And secondly, the highest possible analytical skills, number two. And thirdly, the most capable communication skills. And a lot of the things we tell you in communication are very counterintuitive. And we are happy to do that because we know it works, right? We are not just taking things because I did it or Kevin did it or Chris did it or, you know, uh, one of the uh, uh, other senior partners like Vijay or Vinay or so on did it. We constantly look at, okay, we did this five years ago. We did this six years ago. Times are changing. How do we adapt our thinking to fit what is happening in the world today? Secondly, we remain a core program in the sense that, you know, there's always going to be attractive opportunities for us to create revenue. You know, it'll be so easy for us to remove the 85% rejection rate model and just invite everyone into the program, but we're not going to do that. Because every time you chase revenue, you are moving away from your client and you're doing things for your own benefit and not for your client's benefit. The moral of the story here is that if you pursue profits, you end up being quite poor. But if you do things in your client's interest, you end up being quite successful in the long term. And your clients succeed. As long as your clients succeed, everyone succeeds. And I think the most important thing for us is that of the people we've placed, 92% of them have been referred by previous clients. And for us, that's a very important metric. We do measure that metric, the referral rate, to make sure that someone is being referred tends to have the same values that we are looking for because they are referred by someone who understands our values. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't get into the program if you've never been referred. It just means that we go through a very different selection process for you. Now, if you have listened to everything you've if you've listened to everything I've had to say, and you sincerely believe you want to be in a program that is training people to have a deep and broad impact in the world over the long term, then I think you should apply to the firm's consulting program. But if you are, if you, if this is not for you, and I agree, it's not for everyone to go on to change the world by your values, that's fine. There are other programs, but we are looking for only the 15% of people who apply that want to change the world that want to change the future of management thinking and want to leave a lasting impact. And I, I must be honest, it's not easy to do this. We make mistakes all the time. We learn from our mistakes and we move forward. But the key is you've got to have this beacon out there that you are constantly rowing towards. And yeah, there's going to be a tidal wave coming every now and again. There's going to be a swell. There's going to be a hurricane. You're going to be pushed out by a few miles but you stay true to your purpose. You know, the secret of success is constancy of purpose. And you know, if you've watched the Kevin Coin video, you notice that Kevin talks only about values because that is at the heart of firms consulting values. I'll tell you right now that it is so easy to be seduced and to lose your values. It is so easy. You watch these people, they'll get onto stage and they'll they'll just, they'll just dazzle you with their ideas and their energy and you want to follow them you just desperately want to follow them but what you don't know is that are you following someone who's doing the right things or are you following someone who's just hip and cool to be followed at this point 
right? I mean, we see this in business leaders all the time. Leaders who break the rules, they do things that are horrible, but we forgive them. And we, we celebrate them. And I think there's a problem with it. I'm not saying that you should never make mistakes. No. I think you definitely need to make mistakes to learn, to improve your value system, right? You can't go through life not making mistakes. That's not, that's not right. You need to be forgiven for this. But there are people who you do things wrong and we accept it because, why? They make a lot of money from us. They tell us things we want to hear. And I want you to be very critical of the advice you are getting and the mentors you create. Do not listen to people who give you advice and tell you things are easy to do. Do not listen to people who are going to be, you know, advertising themselves and selling themselves. I know people who have created entire businesses from just selling the fact that they are successful. You know, the bizarre thing is that after the rise of social media, you type into LinkedIn social media expert and you get tens of thousands of hits. Everyone's a social media expert. And that's the problem with management and business. Everyone's an expert. You need to not rely on experts. You need to learn the skills to make decisions by yourself. If you are following the crowd, you are automatically wrong because the crowd never knows what is happening. You can think of Enron four years in a row or six years in a row, Fortune Company of the Year. Six years in a row, Fortune Company of the Year. How in the world does Fortune magazine, the you know the most one of the most eminent and prestigious business magazines in the world, with tons of analysts and some pretty smart people there crunching numbers, not figure out Enron is a fraud? I mean, you could read any of Enron's annual reports, and you can read for yourself that they were booking non-recurring income as recurring income and basically you know cannibalizing the asset base to get revenue. But the question is, why don't people blow the whistle? Because they don't want to. They get seduced by the numbers, they get seduced by the story, they get seduced by the so-called experts. And and the, the, the core of what we do is we want you to be the expert. Do not listen to other people. Learn the skills to make your own judgment call. Because at the end of the day, the experts know nothing. Experts are going to lead you down a blind alley and probably up the alley and over a cliff. And it's not going to be a pleasant you know, descent. So when you are building your career... Learn the skills that allows you to be skeptical on merit. Don't be one of those people who's skeptical just because you're paranoid of the world and you think someone's trying to kill you. But be skeptical of the numbers. And I can tell you right now, most people, 95% of people who are analyzing balance sheets and so on don't know what they're doing. And they just listen to the pundits on the press and so on and say, well, this person said this, it must be true. You need to learn the skills to make decisions yourself. And that's what firms consulting is teaching. It's teaching you the technical skills to make decisions yourself, but it's also teaching you the value system to know that when something doesn't look right, you've got to call it out. And third, it's going to give you the confidence to call it out. And let me tell you, being ethical and following the right value system is not easy. I'm not saying this is easy to do. I'm not saying what we do is easy. I'm not saying the fact that we write these very, you know, uh, we write these articles about McKinsey and BCG that calls out bad behavior makes it easy for us. Of course not. We're writing pretty difficult articles here that calls out the firms that we are supposedly working with. But that's what it means to be independent. It means that you will not be willing to say good things just to keep people happy because they are a source of revenue for you. And that's what the philosophy we want to inculcate in all of firms consulting clients. You have to live a lifestyle and you have to have the wherewithal and skills to do what is right. And that's a combination of being technically sound, having confidence and so on. Now, at the end of the day, this is not 
something that is easy for people to do. I can tell you that right now. But we believe that we that we have the right value system in place to pass those skills on to people. And we will make mistakes, but we will learn from those mistakes by working with the right kind of clients. So, you know, if you feel this is for you, by all means apply. Because we would love to hear from you and listen to the ideas you have.